thing to the John DePietro Show. It's AM 1380, 99.9 FM. Remember, you can always listen online at our website, DePietro.com. Folks, visit the website. On the website, you'll see all our links to social media, whether it's Facebook or YouTube, Instagram, even TikTok. Plus, you if you want to reach me, that's the best way to do it. We have unique original stories videos content log on right at the website dipetro.com folks you are listening to the john dipetro show weekdays we start at 11 we go until 2 it's am 1380 99.9 fm you can always listen online at our website dipetro.com joining us right now she is uh, one of my siblings she is an independent columnist a pin maker it is uh, Donna Perry. And DJ, I'd like to start off with uh, this whole battle that we saw play out last week with Kevin McCarthy uh, really coming, you know, into itself on Friday night with finally, even after all the dramatics as far as the, the showdown, um, you know, he did make it to speaker. But I, I just think the whole thing, uh, I just have a, a bad taste in my mouth with some of the so-called rebels or whoever that were going against him. And I, I want to certainly discuss it and hear your thoughts on it. Yes. And, and great to be with you. Um, look, I, I just think that there are people in that party and in that caucus, John, they, they, they're supposed to be going up against the Democrats and right. Hakeem Jeffries and go against their agenda. And instead they let, you know, four days primetime news coverage to be the GOP fighting itself. So, um, you know, it was obviously, uh, you know, in some ways it it was kind of humiliating for McCarthy. However, I will say this. First of all, I I frankly am very glad he didn't abandon it. He had his um, lieutenants. Generally in these things, when you look at the power that is on the line, I mean, I felt as the week went on, though, that they would, he would persevere because, you know, you, you really do hold power and you can break people down. And I don't say that like, you know, it's like a terrible thing. That's just kind of how it works. Democrats have done that for, you know, 80 years themselves. So at the end he, he got it. Um, Now some would say, and I, I give him credit at whatever midnight it was. And he said, Oh geez, (laughs) you know, that was easy. Um, Look, I don't know if they thought they would go that many rounds, but this is the caliber of what he's up against. No question about that. Like I say, John, they, they are not acting like a party, but, you know, um, this has been a tough go for the party for several years, as we know. Um, and I think it's really important that McCarthy, though, gets to be, he's the speaker and you don't have a Steve Scalise or, right. God forbid, it would have been like an Andy Big or one of these other, oh my God. you know, renegades, John, that these, you know, and they, they really don't know something that has bothered me throughout a lot of the fights with some of the GOP people and they go after McConnell like this you know it it takes a long time to even understand the federal government and what you're trying to deal with and by the way you you can't really make meaningful change if you don't really understand anything about it so some of these people I'm like I'm sorry you've been there for what 20 months Um, and there's no shame and go after McCarthy. He's been there for a number of years. So he got the gavel. Um, I do think it's very important for the party. It wasn't pretty. The media will, of course, their whole, you know, profile is he's very weakened by it. But I would also argue that I think some of those 
uh, Renegades, John, I think they came out a little weekend too. Right. I think Matt Gates, who I've never liked, kind of looks like the punk that he is. And I think he looked, I think they're weakened. Um, and, and now they do have that on their shoulders, that the, especially that final group. So, and Bo Bear and some of these other people who, by the way, you may not see them in there in a couple of cycles. Um, someone like Lauren Bobert, she had actually, she had to really fight for her reelection yes. in Colorado. And so I think, you know, th- that this stuff, when you are in these so-called purple states, they may, a lot of people, maybe they don't like what she did. Sure. So I would just but, say that's where it's at right now, you know. But Donna Perry, is this where we are now, which is, <clears throat> you know, again, you know, I was a supporter, but President Trump definitely kind of opened the floodgates a little bit. Certainly John McCain, Mitt Romney, they didn't really fight the way President, you know, Trump would take the fight. And I just wonder now if this is in some way almost like, you know, the new breed where, you know, Matt Gaetz, Lauren Boebert, as as much as it's not like everyone was against them. They were getting people cheering on. Andy Biggs was was raising money off the whole thing. So I just wonder what's going to happen when it comes down to trying to select the next, you know, candidate for 2024. Right. And, and well, the, you're exactly right. Trump, there's no question. Trump changed the party. Um, and, and now you're right. This is the legacy of people who think, uh, like I say, that, you know, you're going to be a bomb thrower and, right. and, a, with, and not just a backbench bomb thrower. You know, they, they want to go, right to it. Um, I do not think that ultimately that that is a recipe for success for the party. I've said this for a while. There are so many issues that they, and now look at all the steam of time they lost for 10 days. You know, you finally get the gavel. Biden is like can tiptoe around and, and do his thing. And, you know, you don't see criticism. I know they're trying to get their act together, but I really hope, as you say, that there is some uh, and I, I do feel, though, that you when you look at the wider amount caucus, the centrists have to find their voice. I think right. that some of them found it through this. That's not a dirty word. Um, you have to understand a little bit about how Washington's, you know, works. And again, you know, you, you can't be the guy, you know, who's wants to throw a flag around and throw a spear at the window of the, you know, of the Capitol and some of that other stuff. Like, it's like, look. You know, if you're going to take on the president of the United States, I said this before, you know, it's not a spitball contest. That's and right. some of these other guys are amateur hour, in my opinion. Um, I, I like McCarthy. He's in a kind of a tough no win situation. He's got his flaws. But look, they got him in. Uh, you know, he's a grown up. He's there. And I think now, though, it will be revealed of how much did he have to trade to, yeah. to get the gavel. That's right. Folks, quick break. Much more ahead. Donna Perry right here on the John DePietro Show. Propane Plus in Rhode Island for all your propane needs. Call them 401-885-4209. In Massachusetts, you can reach them at 508-252-3359. Propane Heating and Cooling It's Propane Plus. Their team's been there three generations. They're available 24-7 for service and delivery, and they plan on serving you for a long time to come. They offer online billing, 
ability to schedule a service delivery at the click of a button. And remember, all customers receive a free safety inspection on their equipment. It's Propane Plus. And remember, with propane, it's affordable, sustainable, equitable, good for the environment, and now it's renewable. Call Propane Plus today at 401 885 4209. In Massachusetts, call them at 508 252 3359. They're very easy to navigate website. It's propaneplus.com. Propane Plus. Call them 401 885 4209. We're speaking with independent columnist, opinion maker Donna Perry. DJ, I am curious your thoughts that we're learning more uh, of some of these inquiries now that the Republicans do have the gavel that they want to go into. And especially, I I think this could go down a dangerous road with some of our security agencies. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, um, Jim Jordan, I think, has just been chomping at the bit for a while, John. He's he's framing all this as so what they're going to do is he's going to have a special subcommittee of the Judiciary Committee where he now becomes the chair and they're going to have a subcommittee, uh, you know, on investigations, whatever. And they're framing it. Um, they're giving it like a title, the weaponization of the like federal government. Okay. Mm. So I think you're going to see, that's where you're going to see some really brutal battles and you're going to see some really big pushback from the intelligence agencies, because from what I've been following, not only, now, the way it works is obviously they are entitled as members of Congress to receive, you know, classified intelligence briefings. That's always been there, John. But there, there's a word to that. It was always supposed to be classified. You don't talk about what, you know, what if you have an, a top FBI or CIA come in right. and they have things they're working on. Uh, there was a day in time that, you know, no one left those briefings and you know, go blab it or something. Um, but then they also, Jordan is saying he wants to see uh, FBI, you know, folks come hauled in front of Congress, not only about the standard used to be, they would speak about, John, a concluded investigation. Very important. Mm. They, that has been concluded, prosecuted, and they, they would be talking about, you know, this and that. And, and here's things we're worried about, for instance, if you know, there's like a criminal element out there beyond what we just did. He wants to have pending, open cases, continuing criminal investigations. Mm. And he wants to have the right to haul the FBI in front of them. And some people, I think, are rightfully saying, well, would that include things against Trump where you right. have the documents? Right. So then it becomes this big, messy thing. Let's face it, if you're you're going to bring into the open a pending investigation against Trump, so then what Trump gets to have the right legal team to go after the, you know, dispute the whole thing. Like, I just see a lot of pushback about that. And, And Jordan is pushing that kind of a thing. It is not clear. And I think it's unfair to say McCarthy has completely gone on board with the, you know, the specifics of what I just laid out. But I think that's going to be something to watch because I and that would, John, be unprecedented and also very dangerous for the country. I mean, Mm. you know, you you shouldn't be talking about open pending criminal investigations the FBI is working on. Well, what does that mean? You know, the the mafia or I mean, there's all kinds of things. So I think some of that is where, you know, some of the 
I would say the far right Republicans and, and the, you know, they got to get reined in. And I also would, I think it's disappointing if they're going to spend a whole lot of their energy and new power what, to what tear down the FBI. Like, I, and that's, but that's where some of them, John wanted to go. Yes. Um, and that is a problem with it. Folks again, with sweet with Donna Perry. Now, DJ president Biden, who uh, should have had a good week because of everything going on. He decided to use last week with everything that was going on with Kevin McCarthy to pay a visit to the border. And what, what I'm surprised at that is because that to me is no win territory for him on either side. He's not going to, you know, it's not a good move with uh, the Republicans certainly aren't going to like what he's doing, but it's also not a good move really with the Democrat Party. Right, John. And so he did go. I mean, I would certainly say that was a rather timid effort, considering this has been, let's be honest, this is a huge issue. And it's his whole presidency, um, his very first trip, and they obviously had this very nice, tidy, choreographed thing that, of course, they do. And they went to a carefully chosen, you know, migrant services center in uh, El Paso, which is really a besieged you know, border town. Um, and, and they, you know, he saw what's going on at, that's at a big crossing. But again, of course, they picked something that might look a little more carefully run. Supposedly, he really didn't try to speak to any migrants or, and he certainly was, they were not allowed that he's going to be anywhere near a camera shot of the big mess and people who, you know, flood at night and with these pictures we see night after night. So um, on the other hand, he feels, I think their poll numbers tell them the public thinks that the, and that the public is right, that the immigration, illegal immigration, John, has vastly worsened under his presidency. So yeah. he's, he did announce in concert with the visit that they would have a new policy. And now this is where a lot of the humanitarian groups went bananas on this because they've announced that they would deny applications for asylum for people from Cuba, Nicaragua, Haiti, and Venezuela. Um, and, and I do think people feel a sympathy. Haiti has a lot of natural disasters and constant civil war and all this stuff. So, you know, somehow the, so the liberals are very upset with him. Obviously the Republicans who have, I felt, you know, they've had the upper hand on this issue. They felt like it was, it's not hardly addressing you know, the real issues. Um, and the Border Patrol released numbers in concert with his visit, pointing out that just, and I know you talk about a lot of this, John, um, constantly, and you've been so up on it. I mean, just in the past 12 months, this is staggering to even think about. 1.7 million have tried to cross illegally, the highest number since 1960. Um, predates me. Oh, so, and, um, and that's John, that's just, and that was in a very different, you know, immigration era. So, I mean, under his presidency, there is no question, John, they can't spin it from the podium, that the, the problem has vastly worsened. Um, so this is where we are. And, you know, the, the, a lot of, like I say, a lot of the uh, immigration type of groups don't like this new policy and going after those specific countries. And they're basically saying, if you are found illegally crossing over from Mexico, from those countries, he's Biden is claiming that they will send those people back. 
Um, so he's just not pleasing anybody with, with this timid step, in my opinion, that he took, you know, to the border. Donna, Donna Perry, in regards to the uh, ongoing situation with in Cohasset and Anna Walsh, I'm, I'm actually, mm. I, I'm not going to talk about it simply because it's so fluid that by the time, you know, people hear this, the, the news is, is already yeah. old, but I did want to tell you it was, um, so I spent, there was the weekend. I spent Saturday and Sunday there in front of the house. I saw someone you remember, Ted Wayman, who was the reporter. Yes. Sullivan in Boston. Right. So, right. Uh, but it is yeah, just big such story. an unbelievable story that is just taking off. But I also want to get your thoughts on this. So this was on Twitter today, Welcome. pages from Mike Pompeo, uh, Senator Tim Scott, and former President Trump for this annual Iowa legislative breakfast hosted by the Iowa GOP, former Governor Aja Hutchinson was a special guest, spoke at the breakfast. So they have some people there representing them. But, um, you know, despite the Democrats shifting away yeah. from Iowa, uh, this certainly starts to set the table. And I think over the next six months, um, this says a lot that Pompeo, um, Senator Tim Scott, obviously President Trump, but then just if you wouldn't mind touching on the importance of Iowa in how for so long, that's where people are on the ground and really start to get a sense of the campaigns. Yeah. And, and John, you know, it is amazing, you know, the news swirls around us and the, but the, the clock keeps going and, and, you know, we are at the winter of 23. So if you, you know, 24 is about to get off and running from these other, you know, perspectives. And when you talk about Iowa, Despite some people saying, oh, you know, the early primary, early New Hampshire primary, John, I don't think those contests, they're not, go they're not stepping aside for anybody without no. a big fight. So number one, I think that matters. I think when you see these, you know, big Republican figures, they're going to that breakfast because they, they think that they need to be going to that. Um, and I, I just think that, however, when you see... Um, when you see what is going on um, with some of these people, they're speaking out early. I don't know, though, J.D., like I think there is still an importance to that. Um, but they they are going because they feel they got to get on the ground there. But a, a Pompeo, Tim Scott, um, you're going to see a lot of other ones enter if they haven't. You know, and we, we are seeing the big names and the fact that Trump is going. He he's in kind of a funny spot, though, John, like he has announced but then there's been a lot of the news. It. He announced yeah. kind of that was it. He, you've pointed out he's almost been kind of in hiding. Yeah. Um, he has mountains of legal, financial, possibly criminal problems. So he is, I think, playing the game, you know, both sides. He thinks, well, I'll, I got to show up at this thing. But I, I just think you're going to see momentum. Now, we haven't mentioned DeSantis, who, by the way, could, could play this very cute and, and, he necessarily doesn't need to go to that. And right. I think that that's what you're going to see some of that kind of behavior, in my opinion. Um, I continue to think that he will become the 800 pound gorilla. Um, I, I don't see whether it's a Tim Scott, Pompeo, John, like, you know, I, I don't know that people like that, they're, they're not the top tier. So, but I, I also think Iowa Unless something dramatically happens, that's very important. That's that's the caucus. We know that sets the media in motion about who becomes front runner. You know, I mean, they play that very big. And unless something changes, 
Um, for a lot of these other guys, if you're not top tier, you're going to go to a state like that. You're going to go to these GOP breakfast events. Yeah. It, um, and as far as President Trump, I mean, it, it just it puts him in. A, you know, there's, there's no sense that his legal problems are over. If anything, you know, the people have been kind of harping on uh, potentially some kind of an indictment watch that he's going to be indicted. So I just don't. You know, it, it becomes difficult. We haven't seen him out. We haven't seen him with the yeah. press. Now, that said, you know, he certainly doesn't need to go out and try to establish himself. So he doesn't have to be part of it like that. But I just wonder, Donna Perry, we'll end on this note. But, you know, his absence on the campaign trail, there's, there's a lot to be said. If, if he's not there and then people are going to hear some of these other individuals, right. that's where... Some of the loyalty starts to get divided. That's where some of the signs go. So I um, probably going to go, but the, the longer that he kind of stays almost in seclusion a little bit, I just don't think it, it bodes well because it opens the door for others that want to run. Yeah, it absolutely does. And John, yeah. it does fuel the more speculation that he is in very deep, you know, trouble. Um, oh. And, and he's, he is almost like kind of, hanging back and and so we'll see but there's that and i think the fact that key members of the family have indicated they're not going to participate in another run i think that really matters john the way he operates the way they operate um that to me signaled just in my two cents opinion that that you know for ivanka to make it clear no no i'm not part of a re-election effort or you know run again effort i think those are things that say they are aware, maybe, obviously, more than the general public is of, you know, how deep is he really getting looked at? And I keep coming back to the tax returns. Right. I mean, John, the tax returns can almost be the, the simplest case where it's not really a bunch of, you know, people giving um, witness, you know, subpoenas and things we saw on the Hill and all that. I mean, the tax returns can just be pretty straightforward. And, you know, people are sent to prison for federal, you know, that amount of tax fraud. Now, a former president, it's never occurred. So we'll see. But I, I, I found it that he went to radio silence when they began to release publicly his tax returns. And he knows that they have a lot of this information. And, you know, he, he had a top lawyer, that guy who worked for him when he kind of they squeeze these people. And I think that guy gave them a lot of information. So Folks, again, she is independent columnist, opinion maker, Donna Perry. DJ, great job as always. And uh, we're off to a roaring start here in 2023. <laughs> right. And we will talk to you again. You bet. This portion of our program is brought to you by the Lodge Pub and Eatery, 40 Breakneck Hill Road in Lincoln, right off of 146. Delicious food, drink, always a nice crowd. You can either eat in the lounge area there's normally a game on and a nice group of people there or you could sit out in the dining room don't forget the nice weather they have the deck open the lodge pub and eatery 40 breakneck hill road in lincoln delicious food and drinks awaiting for you i'll see you at the lodge you're listening to the john DePietro show it's am 1380 and 99.9 fm so folks on this monday so Brian Walsh in court, prosecutors say investigators found blood and a bloody damaged knife in the basement of the home in Cohasset. 
He was captured on surveillance tape video buying cleaning supplies, tarps on January 2nd. So that was the Monday. The weekend search turned up blood in the basement, bloody broken knife. He bought the tarp, buckets, mops, and tape at Home Depot in Rockland on the Monday. She was last seen on the morning of January 1st. So they're asking for 500000 bail. So this is very significant. Damaged knife in the home. He's also, by the way, supposed to be home on home confinement. So he's been arraigned. This Brian Walsh being arraigned and blood found, knife, uh, $400 worth of cleaning supplies from Home Depot. So this story obviously has just gone to another level with this Anna Walsh. I think it's now it's just a matter of, so now we get an idea, the picture gets clearer. So that they, the question now is where she is. The fact that they found these things um, last seen. I mean, this is really incredible what is taking place right now uh, as we speak and what they have found out. And that's why they have. Um... This is just some of the sound. before the court right now the defendant is charged under the intimidation that being misleading the police in the course of an investigation the investigation is into the um, missing person of Anna Walsh Anna uh, is the wife of this defendant she's 37 years old they have three children two four and six Anna Walsh was last seen on New Year's Day about uh, between 4 and 6 a.m. in the morning the defendant indicated that she left the house to go. Uh, she works in Washington, D.C. Uh, the defendant indicated in the subsequent interview that she left the house around 6 a.m., taking an Uber or Lyft to go to the airport, um, where she was going to go to work uh, in D.C. That was the last time uh, she was seen. Uh, in the course of the investigation, um, police were notified around January 4th by her employees in Washington, D.C., that she had not shown up for work on January 4th. Uh, that was the first time that she was uh, notified that she was missing. Up until this point, the defendant had not notified anyone that she was missing. In uh, the investigation was determined that she actually had a plane ticket for January 3rd, which she did not use, and did not show up at the airport nor her D.C. job or her apartment in D.C. Um, it was indicated that the defendant, um, uh, they checked, uh, police checked during the course of this investigation. There was not a Yuba uh, or any kind of lift that had picked her up on January 1st. Uh, in fact, in the course of the investigation, it was determined that her cell phone pinged in the area of the house, which is um, located on Chief Justice Cushing Way, that her phone pinged on the first and the second which is after the defendant had said she had left. Additionally, the defendant right now was on uh, house arrest, um, pending sentencing in federal court. Part of that probation and condition, he was to report his whereabouts if he was to leave the house. Um, 
He indicated in, as part of the investigation when police spoke with him that on January 1st, he went to his mother's house. However, it took him a lot longer because he got lost going to his mother's house in Swampskin. He also publicly indicated and stated to the police that he went to Whole Foods and CVS. Police uh, subsequently did surveillance and checked. There was no surveillance or indication that he went to Whole Foods nor CVS. He indicated he purchased some items. There's no receipts for him having purchased that. He then returned home. Surveillance uh, uh, was checked by several police during this time frame. These statements caused a lot of delay as part of the investigation as police now were focusing on the North Shore. He further indicated that on January 2nd, as he was supposed to report in, that the only time he left is that he went to take his son for some ice cream. Surveillance checked during the investigation indicated that defendant, in fact, on January 2nd, sometime after 4 o'clock, went to the Home Depot, um, which is in Portland. He's on surveillance at that time, purchasing about $450 worth of cleaning supplies. That would include mops, bucket, tops, um, TVEX, uh, drop cloths, uh, as well as various kinds of tape. Uh, he's on surveillance at that time uh, on January 2nd, even though he said he never left the house. Uh, police obtained a search warrant and actually searched the house uh, with crime scene services. During that time, they found blood in the basement. Uh, blood was found in the basement area, as well as a knife, which also contained some blood. Um, Could you repeat that last time, Mr. Yes. Uh, in the basement, uh, crime scene services uh, recovered and found blood. In the basement area, in a section of the basement, there was also a knife that was found. On the knife, there was also blood, uh, and part of the knife was damaged. Your Honor, um, these various statements caused a delay uh, in the investigation to the point that during the time frame when he didn't report his wife and gave various statements, that allowed him time to either clean up evidence, uh, dispose of evidence, um, in causing a delay. Uh, as of this time, uh, Anna Walsh has not been found. Um, so because of that, the Commonwealth is asking 500000 cash bail. All right. Obviously, bombshell revelations from Brian Walsh in court. You're listening to The John DePietro Show. We were in Cohasset all weekend. We're going to cover this much more, plus Justin Katz politics this week, right here on The John DePietro Show.